This is a Cincy fan talking with LP. You can catch me on Twitter. That's a Cincy fan talking. You say it like it sounds, just leave off the G. If you have ideas for the show, you can reach me at Cincy underscore fan talk at yahoo.com. If you have any suggestions for the show, make sure you leave them there. Who knows? You might find yourself as part of the show. Any feedback would be definitely appreciated. And also, make sure you hit the link tree page that's on my Twitter. Make sure you click on that. You can find all the different ways to contact me there. Enjoy the show. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's the deal, everybody? Welcome to another episode of A Sensi Fan Talking with LP. And this is your boy LP. Appreciate y'all stopping by for the new episode. Make sure you check out the link tree. Click on all those calls to help your boy out. You know, we definitely appreciate that. Um, we basically going to hop all across the board. Um, we're going to dip into a little bit of sports. Um, we're going to talk about a lot of different things. So um, hope y'all enjoy the talk. Hope y'all enjoy the ride. We're going to get into a little bit of NFL first. Um, it's It's been some... It's been some crazy stuff happening as far as the quarterbacks. Um, Matthew Stafford bounced over to the Rams, got traded for Jared Goff, and I mean it's gonna be kind of crazy with the with the whole free agency. And if the Bengals decide to be, I don't think necessarily players as far as the quarterback market. I mean. We'll basically see what they do in free agency. I'm hoping that they show up that offensive line in free agency. I really, I mean, I, I've kind of flipped as far as what I want them to do in, with the draft. At first, I was like, definitely get a offensive lineman in the draft, like 100%. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. But now I'm like, you need that person now. You don't really want to wait for that person to develop into what you want to be. You want to protect Joe Burrow now. So I'm like, why wait? Get somebody in free agency that can get the job done. (laughs) Why wait? And I've been looking on Twitter and I watched somebody. I think it was Dan Orlovsky or something like that. And he was like, if you're a team... And you're not a certain team if you're not four or five teams. If you're not a Kansas City or somebody like that, then you need to get Deshaun Watson. And he put San Diego on the list, but he left the Bengals off the list. So I started thinking, I'm like, if you're the Bengals, would you rather have Deshaun Watson than Joe Burrow? I thought about that for about five seconds (laughs) five four three two one and then i was done with that thought asap why in the world would you scrap what you're doing and get deshaun watson when you have somebody that could potentially be better 
than Deshaun Watson. Like you really don't know, but you know what you saw in limited usage with Joe Burrow. Like you saw that and you saw how great he was with the not so good offensive line, which hindered the running game. And he still performed well. And you decide, like, hey, forget that. Let's go ahead and get Deshaun Watson instead. And let's say for pretend, for, for pretend purposes, let's say that you do that. Not saying that the Bengals would because, I mean, I don't even think the Bengals would do something that crazy. But let's say they did for pretend. You get Deshaun Watson. You keep Burrow, and then you let him go. Burrow goes somewhere else, and he completely balls out. And at some point, he surpasses what Deshaun Watson is. And you're looking, and you're like, wow, we have Burrow here, and we let him go. That's something that you don't do. I mean, you drafted Burrow first in the NFL draft. Think about it. You drafted him number one. So you have all of these expectations for him now. And you don't know if he's hit that ceiling yet. But in limited usage, he's already shown you that he could possibly not only hit that ceiling, but surpass that ceiling. And then you say, no, forget that. Let's go ahead and get somebody else. And you're kind of sort of seeing where his ceiling is already. That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy to me that somebody would. I don't understand why Burrow wouldn't be on that list. But Justin Herbert was on the list because they had San Diego on the list. That That's crazy to me. They had Tampa Bay on the list. They, they had Kansas City, of course, on the list. I mean, if I'm somebody like Cleveland, I'm definitely looking at Deshaun Watson. And I'm sure some, I don't even see how a Cleveland fan could be upset with that because you have a franchise like Cleveland who's already on the way. They're already so close. And Deshaun Watson could take them there. And Baker Mayfield is a, is a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. But Deshaun Watson is a great quarterback. He's an outstanding quarterback. And here's the key. You pretty much know who Baker Mayfield is now. You know who Baker Mayfield is. At this point, he looks more like a game manager, more or less. You put the pieces around Baker Mayfield, he's going to perform. If those pieces aren't around Baker Mayfield, he's probably not going to perform. And that's no knock against Baker Mayfield. That's not like I'm saying Baker Mayfield is trash because he's not. It's simply saying, I don't think he gets the job done if the pieces aren't there. It looks right now like a player like Joe Burrow can get the job done even if the pieces aren't necessarily there. He just needs time to do it. And I feel like Deshaun Watson is that same player. He can get the job done in a pinch. So, I mean, if I'm a Cleveland fan, I want Deshaun Watson. If I'm Indianapolis, I want Deshaun Watson. I mean, the only teams that probably don't want Deshaun Watson, the only teams that are probably like, I'm good. If I'm Tampa Bay, I'm looking at Deshaun Watson. 
in like two or three years. <laughs> if I'm Kansas City, I'm like, yeah, I'm good. If I'm Buffalo, I, I probably want Deshaun Watson. I, I mean, me, I'm I'm still not sold on the Cal Allen project. I mean, that, that's me personally. Is it Josh Allen? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just still not sold. Like, I, I still have visions of last year just dancing in my head. And perhaps if he does what he did this year, next year, maybe. But I'm I'm still I'm still not sold. There are very few teams that can look at a Deshaun Watson and go like, eh. And the template for somebody that can look at Deshaun Watson and go like, I'll pass. You have an established quarterback that is an absolute superstar, or you have a young quarterback that is on his way to superstar status and you can't give him up because he's on his way and you will be foolish to give him up because he's going to be a superstar somewhere else if you do those are the only two scenarios where you can look at your quarterback and say i'm not giving him up for deshaun watson if you don't have that type of quarterback you should be looking at deshaun watson and there are very few quarterbacks in the league like that Cincinnati has one, San Diego has one, Kansas City has one, Tampa Bay has one. After those four, it's Slim Pickens. <laughs> Buffalo, I, I feel like if you use those two cases, you can look at Buffalo and say, I'm keeping my quarterback. If you use that, I mean, you will have to look at your quarterback and say, I'm good. And there are some other cases around the league where you could use those two scenarios and say, I'm good. But tops, seven, seven teams tops, <laughs> maybe. After that, it should be Deshaun Watson season. And Deshaun Watson knows this and the Texans know this. So it's gonna be really, really interesting to see what, what happens going into the draft. It's, it's going to be really interesting. As far as the Super Bowl for me, I feel like this should be a really good game. Um, I got Tampa Bay 30-27. to 27. I've been picking against Tampa Bay pretty much the entire playoffs. <laughs> the whole playoffs. Pretty much all of my losses have come from picking against Tampa Bay. And I keep looking at why I'm like 500 for picking in the playoffs. And I'm looking like it's me picking against Tom Brady. So I'm going to stop picking against Tom Brady. That's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to stop picking against Tom Brady because he finds a way to get it done. And I feel like he's going to find a way to get it done in the Super Bowl because he just does. I feel like the defense for Tampa Bay is better than the defense for Kansas City. And I feel like that's where it's gonna be won. I feel like the offenses are gonna kind of negate each other, but the defense is gonna be the key. And that Tampa Bay D is gonna be a little bit better. There's gonna be a fourth quarter stop, and I feel like Tampa Bay is gonna get that fourth, that fourth quarter stop 
and they're going to pull the game out, and they're going to get a 30-27 to 27 victory. This has not been a good postseason as far as picking for me. I did so much better last postseason. Um, I feel like my main excuse would be the fact that me picking against Tampa Bay. <laughs> so I'm going to see if this works out for me. So we'll see. So we're going to kind of jump off the sports page a little bit and dip into a conversation I talked about last year a little bit. Um, this this is always a, a, a rough time for me. Not really rough, but it's just it's just an awkward time like black history month is is always awkward for me because i i look at so many people you know trying to support trying trying to be there you know trying to help out the cause and everything but i just look at it and i'm like i don't view black history month as black history month like i don't i don't necessarily want to see black history month gone <laughs> because it's not something that needs to be gone like it's it's necessary we we need it the education of our culture is necessary i just feel like it's something that's that's needed every day i i feel like the culture in general needs to be educated about how important the black culture is every day. Like I hate that February is pumped up to be such an important month. And then March 1st, it just completely goes away. And it's not to be spoken of again until <laughs> next February. Like, I, I hate it. it. It bothers me so much. And I feel like some people and some organizations are really trying to step up. I think it's like NBC and um, their networks. They, they kick things off January 29th. <laughs> and they said they're doing a full 31 days. And they said, like, forget this whole 28 days. They're just doing the full 31. So they started January 29th. And I'm like, that's cool. Like that, that's cool. Like, give us the four thirty-one. But I remember being in school, and I had a teacher in tenth grade, and and oh, white guy, <laughs> and he was one of my favorite teachers. And what he did was, we talked about this stuff every day, and he just told us like, and, and it wasn't just black culture. You know, we talked about Native Americans and. We talked about Hispanic culture and we talked about Asian Americans because he said all of this is America. He said all of it was. He said all of it had a very deep influence on not only why we're here, but how we're here. He said it all played a part on why we're sitting here and how we got here and how things are the way that they are. And he was like, it doesn't make sense to sit here and wait until a specific month when everything is woven into the fabric of America. He was like, it doesn't make sense to do that. So 
we're going to talk about it when it comes up. <laughs> He's like, it just makes sense to do that. So that's what we did. And I, I really respected that. I mean, I feel like that was one of the first instances where I knew I was going to be a teacher because it was just so dope that he didn't make a big deal out of it. He was just like, this is what we're doing. And we had honest conversations and it, it was just really cool. So I feel like everything for me stems from that. Like somebody that didn't look like me, that had way different experiences from me, knew enough to be like, look, this is important. All of this is important to American culture. This is black culture, but it's American culture. All of this is America. So we need to be talking about this in September, in October, in March. This is not a February conversation. So for me, it's like when I get stuff like, hey, let's do this, let's do that. And I'm like, okay, it's February. <laughs> I'm like, where were you guys in October? Where were you guys in, I don't know, September? And that that's not to disrespect anybody that's, you know, trying to do their thing. You know, people, people want to help out and, you know, people want to do their part. So it, it's never to disrespect anybody that's trying to do their part because, you know, people want to help. And I've learned a long time ago that when people want to help, you know, you let them help. You don't you don't jump down their throat and go like, where was you back then? Where was you back then? <laughs> because that's not cool. You know, everybody wants to play their role and everybody wants to play their part, you know. And who am I to be like, nah, I don't need you because we all need each other, you know. But for me personally, I would just rather have conversations like this all of the time and you know there are podcasts out there that do stuff like that all of the time like definitely check out one mic history um real dope podcast where they talk about you know black history and black facts non-stop you know every week so definitely check them out but i mean i feel like these are conversations that they just aren't February conversations. So I don't know. That's that's just kind of my take on it. You know, it's it's just something I don't necessarily think I struggle with it, but it's just something I I think about. And I don't think I'm the only person that thinks about stuff like this. I mean, I know it's just more than me, but you know, as an educator, when year after year after year the only thing you hear for the month of February is, hey, here's the black fact or like <laughs> the the black person of the day or you get bombarded by MLK quotes and stuff like that. You know, it's it's just kind of like, you know, there's so many great African-Americans that have done great things. You know, you, you can't just put us in like a 28 or 29 day block, you know, like our the the American textbook is built for us. Like we're part of the American story because we helped build this. 
Like, <laughs> like we're, we're part of this. So, you know, talk about us all year, you know? I mean, I know we got June for Black Music Month, you know, we got February, but, you know, we were the other 10 too. So, that's kind of where I stand on that. And we'll be right back. It's a Sensi fan talking with LP. We'll be right back after this. All right, so we back, we back, we back. You got a Sensi fan talking with LP, and of course, this is LP. So, um, I, I don't know if this is sad or. I don't know. Like, I, I'm gonna let y'all be the judge of this. Like this, <laughs> like I, I just don't know. I, it's, I don't know. But stuff like this, it's just weird stuff. I see, I, I see weird things. So, this was around the time where the Mega Millions had hit like peak numbers. Of course, I didn't win because if had I won, I don't really think I'd be here, you know, podcasting right now. Or maybe I would be podcasting, but from like a real secure location, you know, you know, I, I send the, the homies in a retweet and support group. You know, I send them a little bit of change because those are the homies. But everybody else, I don't know if y'all be able to find me. I'm, I'm just keeping it a buck. <laughs> I'm just being real. But um, I'm I, I'm playing the numbers because the wife made me play the numbers. Um, <laughs> she like you know you got to play these numbers. I would have argued, but it was it was peak numbers. So I, I hit the gas station. I, I figure I just go ahead and you know just play about twenty dollars worth because you know if you're gonna play, you might as well just play to win. It's freezing outside, as always. And and while it's freezing outside, you know you gotta you gotta mask up. So I, I mask up, and it, why does it always feel like you're committing a robbery nowadays? Like when you're sitting in a car and masking up, like that's what it feel like now. Like it, it just feel like, like you're about to commit a robbery. So I'm putting on the mask and feeling awkward while I'm putting on the mask, and I just hear the music just bumping from somebody's car. It's like, doom, 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 doom. I'm like, hey, that's a pretty good song, but it's it's. It's just really, really loud. So I hop out of the car and it just strikes me that it's like three women. Keep in mind, it's freezing cold. It's brutally cold outside. So, you know, it's like that. It just smack you in the face cold and you just want to get to wherever you're going as fast as you can. You have no time to sightsee. Like you normally don't. But this just kind of stops you in your tracks. It's three girls with the music blasting just outside of the car twerking in brutally cold weather. <laughs> so I'm, <laughs> I'm taking it back and, and they just having fun, just yelling like, hey, and the sad part is, and there's like, guys pretty much everywhere not a single soul stopped nobody stopped nobody stopped to watch nobody stopped to take pictures we all just went about our business now you can attribute this to the cold 
I mean, I don't know what they looked like because I had no time to stop. I'm like, A, I want to play the numbers. I could be a winner. B, it's too cold for this nonsense. Like, what are you doing? It's so cold. Like, I'm like, like, I don't know if this is sad or if this is funny or like, I don't. I ha I have no clue uh, about the uh, about the I I don't get it. I get inside of the gas station and there's a bit of a line. I can't tell if lines are long are long or not anymore because you know social distancing. There could be five people in the line, but the line could stretch all the way to the back of the store. Like there's no telling how long a line is anymore. I mean, you don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's you can't tell. So there's a couple of people in front of me, but we're all the way to the back of the store because we're socially distant. And the guy, the guy behind me is like, man, that don't make no damn sense. <laughs> I'm like, I know. <laughs> He's like, man, it's too cold for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's so cold. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how they got the stamina for it. Like, it's it's so cold. And we just laughing through masks. Like, like how does that... I, I just don't get it. I I play the numbers. Um, I get back outside. And they're, they're driving off. I, I had no time to stop and watch at all. I, I, I don't know. I, I I really don't know. I mean, I feel sad that nobody stopped to watch them. Like, <laughs> I feel a little sad for them because you you put all your effort out there, you, you twerk in below 12 degree weather or however cold it was, and nobody stops to watch. That got to be a little soul-sucking. Like, it got to be. Like, it's, I mean, it's cold out there. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you, you got to commend the brothers for not being thirsty. Because you got to be pretty thirsty if you stopped in, like, frigid weather and then pulled out the cracked camera phone and still held it up. And that's the epitome of thirstiness right there. Like, I don't, I would be really, really sad if somebody did that and then posted it like, hey, look what I, my man. Like it's, it's a little frigid out here for that, don't you think? I mean, you can see your breath going through the phone, and so I mean, um, kudos. But at the same time, um, sorry, sisters. Like I don't know. Like, <laughs> like I don't, I don't, I don't really know where to go with this. Like, <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. I, I just felt, <laughs> I guess, sadness. <laughs> I don't know. I just it was it was an experience. I, I felt more upset at around eleven thirty or so when I found out I didn't win. Cause you know you play you play the numbers and then you know you're not gonna win, but you start spending the money in your head, like, and then you're like, okay, um, but if I do win, the first thing I'm gonna do is let everybody let my let my job know I quit. And then after that, you know, you know, you got all these plans, but you know you're not gonna win. And then when you finally find out that you really didn't win, it's like, damn, I gotta go to work. 
<laughs> and I know it's not me. I know every single person has had that that same fantasy play out as they've played the numbers. So, I mean, we're just sadness all around. Uh, I, I guess you can't just play the numbers and expect to win. I would have been cool with one million. I mean, 500,000. I mean, I don't even think I got one number. I think I got like one number on like one of the cards. Man, it was such a hustle. I think I'll just play again once it hits, I don't know, peak numbers, 750 million or something like that. Dare to dream, right? <laughs> Dare to dream. Hey, but if I do hit the numbers, you guys will be the first to know. I guess you'll know because you just won't see or hear from me for a very, very, very long, long time. So that's how you'll know. Just assume that I hit the numbers if you don't hear from me for a very, 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 very long time. Just assume that and go from there. <laughs> and we're going to go ahead and head on out. Um, you know the spot. Check us out every Tuesday. Um, and life is good. Check you out next week. Peace out. not ready for the conversation to end i'm not either make sure to catch me on twitter that's the sensi fan talking leave off the g at the end of it and we can keep the conversation going also don't be afraid to hit that subscribe button so you can catch the next episodes the episodes will drop every tuesday if there's a change in that i'll make sure to let you know appreciate the support as always life is good Music.